When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Everybody, I'm Patton Oswalt. And I'm Meredith Salinger. And welcome to yet another episode of Did You Get My Text? A married couple lives in the same house, texts each other all day for some reason. Sound familiar to the rest of you? I think it does. And uh, this is our chance to catch up, go over our texts, explain ourselves to each other. Yeah, because. What was this? Yeah, Why'd what you send was that? this? Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for listening, guys. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, it As we are recording this, it is. August 4th. Oh, I, I am so, I'm not a fan of August. Why are you not a fan because of August? It, I feel like that was a setup for a joke. Like, I'm not a fan. Anyway. August to me feels like when you get either too high or too drunk or you've been in a concert too long. Like, <laughs> when summer starts, you're like, June, yay, July, okay, this is okay. Okay. It's, oh, wow. And now it's just hot. Like, like it, it's like... And it's also like next month is September and everyone has to go back to school and to work. Yeah. There's just something about August. That- Do you feel like because we have a child and she has a summer break and she has to go back to school in September that it's like summer is a vacation for us as well? I feel like I'm on vacation too, even though I'm not and there's yeah. still work to be done. <laughs> and also I feel like maybe she projects some of her gloom and trepidation on us about, oh, school's going to start. I don't think she has projected any gloom yet. I just, August to me, it feels like, the best way to describe it is it feels like the drive back from Vegas. Like when you're going to (laughs) Vegas, you're like, yeah. And then when you leave on Sunday or Monday morning, you're like, I just want to get home now. This Yeah, but if you're two girls in a car leaving Vegas, you're like, ooh, the outlets. So, Mm, Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. That was a terrible analogy to use (laughs) for you. Anyway, so yes, welcome to August. Our listeners, I hope you're having a good one. I hope you're keeping cool. Um, God, there's so much to talk about. Uh, Should you start or should I? What do you want to do? I feel like if I start, I'm going to, listen, I want to start, but I want to say something that definitely is going to bring the room down. (laughs) And I don't want to start sadly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to present this in a more happy way. Okay. And, and I'm just going to keep it light. Okay. So you're starting off with the the caveat that 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 this this could bring the room down if it's not handled executed properly. Let's watch Meredith walk the tightrope. Go Meredith. So I sent you a text message the other day. It was a screenshot that a friend sent me. And don't, oh, don't say anything yet. Okay. Don't say anything yet. So this is the text. Anyone that I, placing bets. I want to uh, put $50 down that uh, Meredith doesn't uh, manage to do this. one. I think correctly. I'm going to do all right. All right, here we go. Okay. So I got a text message from a friend and she went, 
Oh my God, Blank's friend just died of COVID. He was 50, totally healthy, fully vaxxed, got sick, thought it was a cold since he was vaccinated, waited it out at home for a week, and then went to the hospital on Saturday and died like three hours later. Now that's a terrible thing to get, and I'm talking about it with like a happy voice. If I weren't trying to be like entertaining to all of you listeners, I would have said it nicer. But, I mean, not nicer, sadder. Yeah. In any event, the reason I bring it up is because the Delta variant is running rampant and I have suddenly decided for the first time in two years <laughs> that I'm going to go on a vacation. Ugh. What is wrong with me? Yeah. You you literally were like, hey, um, you, you've decided to go swimming on Amity Island right after uh, the Kintner boy was eaten on the raft. Well, listen, like, I'm I not- I got to get in that water. Yeah. I'm not going to Chicago where Lollapalooza just happened and oh. 2 million people are about to get on airplanes. Oh boy. But I am going somewhere and it's a very short trip and I'm going to wear an N95 mask and a shield and I'm not going to touch anything and I'm not going to eat anything and I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to look at anyone. I'm going to be as careful as I possibly can. Listen, I know I'm putting myself in grave danger. And your family. Right, and my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could bring death back to this house. I could be. Being, doing but that. it'll be worth it to hang For the out first with time your friends t- that you hang out with all the time. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I was going to say I have to go somewhere for work so it didn't sound so terrible. But you're being honest. But I'm being honest. And, yeah. and the reason why I'm being honest and talking about it is because... <sighs> Listen, I tell everyone, if you don't have to travel, don't travel. If you if you don't have to go anywhere, don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I've literally not gone anywhere. And not that it's like, oh, you haven't gone anywhere. Well, great. Look at you. You can go somewhere now. But I really think I am going to be so careful. And I hope, and I'm vaccinated, and I hope everybody's getting vaccinated, and I'm going to wear a mask, and I'm going to be careful, and I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do everything you're supposed to do. And I'll report back to you guys if I've gotten COVID or not. You're, what what airline are you flying? That That's no one's business. Well, but you're not flying like Frontier or Spirit or JetBlue right now, right? Well, dude, don't, don't, don't. Because those airlines out. are feral right now. The passengers <laughs> are just on there punching people and getting duct taped My to biggest... chairs and, and calling the flight attendants a bitch. Okay. It's really bad. My biggest fear is not, I, I think I can protect myself well enough. I'm going to be so diligent. Mm-hmm. But my fear is some rando on the flight who's going to cause havoc and mm-hmm. make it uncomfortable for everybody else. I don't know if you saw uh, a comedian, Sarah Schaefer uh, posted a, a video today about, she took a plane flight, I guess a couple days ago. And the guy sitting next to her, everyone in the plane was masked, but then he asked for a bag of pretzels. And yes, I saw that. Made a big deal to keep his mask down the whole time and eat Because you're allowed pretzel. to take off your mask if you're eating. And so he nibbled at each pretzel. For the entire flight with his mask right. off. Like so it's this he was weird, just, defiant, like. He was just, and, and I'm sorry, the kind of people that do that are the kind of people that don't get vaxxed. Right. It, it, I, I forgot who, who tweeted this today, but the people that you see out there wearing masks are the people that are vaccinated. They're responsible and they're, but the people that are, aren't wearing masks are the ones that are just flat out not okay. vaccinated. I wasn't trying to have a whole conversation about COVID <laughs> and people and all that. But I, you did bring up COVID. Well, I just wanted to very just read that text as if, hey, my friend died. <laughs> like everybody's dying. Let's just try to make light of it these days. Is that a terrible attitude? That is so, but you're at it that, that is such a nihilistic, like everyone's dying. So I'm getting on a plane and going to see some friends because you know what? Today is a good day to die Valhalla. I, I never thought that Americans would become such 
Vikings just overnight. Well, you got to die sometime. You know, it's 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 crazy how people will just out of I don't even Listen, know what it is. Listen, I'm being funny. I'm trying to be silly. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to bring the room down. I knew that it would. I'm perhaps, trying to keep it upbeat too. Perhaps I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> perhaps if you have a comedic <laughs> podcast with a funny person like yourself, don't start with that. Perhaps I shouldn't have said, "Hey guys, I'm going to keep this real light. Somebody died." All right, well, let's segue into my thing. Okay, what's your thing? I uh, texted you a link to an Onion article. Uh, the reason I said this is because it related directly to a task that I took on uh, this Monday, this past Monday, uh, the Onion article. Man 20 minutes into organizing shelves becomes grimly aware of what chaos he has wrought. <laughs> on um, Monday, I decided, well, we both decided, and our daughter decided too, she has, she's now 12 and, and there's a lot of stuff on her shelves and in her closet that she has just outgrown and also just not used in years. It's just stuff yeah. that is sitting there. She needed a clean out of so, her closet and her bookshelves. Well, she needed a purge. So yeah. I Same thing. ended up doing a massive purge of things. And what was weird was- It was I, great because it got organized. It was too cluttered. I would keep calling her in and I would say, hey, like these books or these are- what I, And everything I would show her like- I'm going to get rid of this. She was like, it's fine. I'm, I'm looking at it. And I was the one who was reluctant because it's the symbol of, oh, she's not a little kid anymore. And I'm throwing away all this stuff I know. that is linked to her but being this little kid. That being said, she does keep all of her little um, color me minds that she made, like the hideous dolphin painted in brown and Oof. like yellow splotches all over yeah. it. The one and things that I would love to throw out. The things that I'm like, are you sure she, you really want that this still? she takes three seconds to paint. And then she's like, I'm done. Yeah. You take Alice to Color Me Mine or any crafting kind of a place and she'll finish it in two seconds. And you're like, it's not a race. We're here for an hour. Enjoy your creativity. Take your time, girl. Uh, But yeah, so there was a lot of like, you want to still keep these though, right? And there was a lot of like school stuff that I know that some people keep their school. I didn't keep any of my school stuff, but there are certain things of hers that I guess maybe I want to keep because they're so adorable. Like you see the the development of how she wrote and how she spelled and that like even the, even with all the misspellings and all the oh you want to keep those things but you see That's her adorable. personality emerging and it's really adorable yeah and she's like I don't, oh my I don't gosh need this. speaking of just her personality she she was at camp and she wrote us you guys oh boy this is so funny this is this is that shows you that Alice is definitely has Patton's personality um she wrote us a letter from camp and. It was one of those fill in the answers to the question thing. And one of the questions was, what do you enjoy most about recess or time off or breaks or whatever it was? And she wrote, what'd she write, honey? She wrote, uh, not writing letters, but here we are. Like she did not want (laughs) to be sitting. Clearly not writing letters. Clearly not writing letters. But but here we are. But here we are. You could... You could literally hear like the cigarette smoke being exhaled, like <laughs> not writing letters, but here we are. Uh, she was very Just, funny. Yeah. And laughed out loud when we read that. Yeah. Like there we, and what, I went, that's my girl. What's your favorite part of recess? That's well, clearly not writing letters, girl. but here we are. <laughs> like she had to be, she, we forced her to do it. But there was a real, um, uh, there was a real uh, seasons in the sun moment. A couple of those when I was cleaning out the shelves in the closet of like, oh, you're not going to ever use this. Uh, this um, paint giant seashells as bowls kit. And like you never even open this. It's never, so let's just donate this. Like, there, but, but there was a time when she wanted to open all that stuff. And now she's like, I'm just going to read a book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of the reason that I brought up the vacation thing 
it's my friend's birthday and clearly I need to get her a gift. And she did show me the other day this really cool pair of Air Jordans that are like rainbow colored, Mm -hmm. ridiculous, millions of different colors. She's a trippy chick and she's so, she's a fabulous dresser and she wears beautiful dresses, but she wears them with like quirky shoes. Right. And I said to her- I know that look. A lot of girls have that look. Yeah. That's leftover from the 90s. The really cool dress and then the, I got boots on because I'm crazy. (laughs) You don't know what I'm going to do. Right. But do you think that, here's what I wanted to bring up. Do you think it's inappropriate that I said to her, well, this is what I said to her. And then you can tell me if it's okay or not. I was like, I do not have a birthday present for you. Those are very cool. Let me buy them for you. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then she was like, well, normally these are like, so expensive on this other website, but this website, they're a hundred dollars on it. And then she, we were having this whole long discussion of, do we think this website is actually real? Oh, and I, and I, you've been burned by getting stuff off Instagram before, which I told you not to do. All those companies are really sketchy. Anyway, I said to her, she's like, I'm, I'm part of this. I signed up online for this thing and it's already got my information. And I was like, well, why don't you buy them (laughs) and I'll Venmo you. Wow. And she's like, that is not a birthday present. You cannot do that. So I- Are you going to go to the sketchy website? I did, and I bought them. You're going to get a box of rotten fruit. I mean, look, I, the once you get to a certain age, it's, it's like I have the stuff that I like, and you don't need to really surprise me anymore, unless it's, in, in my case, unless it's like an author that I've never read that you're like, you really, or music I've never there heard. There is no that author love, that you've but, never read that I would possibly- Oh, that's possibly, not true. There's so many that I've well, never Well, could you give me a of. list so I can buy you presents? No, that's the thing. I, like, no, I, mean, I mean, I have friends who give me books of people I've literally never heard of. That's the, the fun of it. It's like, and they're like, I know you like writer A, B, and C. Well, this person was a huge influence. And so that kind of- Well, your smart friends will know those things. <laughs> um, anyway, I just- she knows what she's getting for her birthday. Do you think that's a bad thing? I think it's great. I think it's like, this is what I really want. Yeah. And there's really nothing else I want. Wait a minute. Have, did the shoes arrive? No, I literally just bought them yesterday. Well, you're leaving tomorrow. How are you going to give them to I'll her? just give her a picture of the <laughs> shoes. I'll draw a picture of the shoes and I'll say, hey, here, your present's coming. It'll be They're at my coming. house. <laughs> but you had them delivered to you and not to her? Yeah, because- So she's got to come over to get them. No, I can wrap them and bring them to her oh, house. Oh, Okay. That's a lot of work for something that you know what the result's going to be. She's going to love them. Okay. Well, yeah, you know she will because she uh, wants them. Right, but yeah. it's just not a surprise. Right? No. Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, anyway, uh, we will be right back. Hey, guys, welcome back. That sounded so professional. It hey, really guys, did. welcome back. Yeah. Um, Patton. Yes. I have not exercised in two years. I have not exercised since the day coronavirus hit. And and I think part of the reason is it's like, I don't like to exercise. Mm -hmm. And also it's the perfect excuse. You're not allowed to leave your house, stay indoors. I'm like, oh, I better stay indoors and not do anything. Mm -hmm. And I was such a good girl staying indoors and not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Anyway, today was the first day in like two years that I exercised. Mm -hmm. And? It was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard. You exercised with me and you were very supportive of all the breaks I had to take. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I had to take breaks too. What, what's, what sucks is you see when you work out, you find out what your strengths and weaknesses are. And so I guess my upper- Everything was my weakness. <laughs> well, I mean, my I have no 
um, stay in my legs. I just have no endurance. Anything with, that has to do with legs or balancing is just bad. And then upper body is okay. So it's like this little weeble thing where, you know, like, or <laughs> oh, it's I like a reverse to- weeble. I loved Weebles. Because Weebles, the legs, the bottom part was the strong part, and the top part would whip there it all around. Weebles don't have legs, baby. Well, but I mean, they're- Weebles a, wobble, but they don't fall but down. But they're equivalent of legs. Are they? Whatever. It's in just the like Weeble a butt. World, well, yeah, the, in the Weeble world, butts <laughs> are legs. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, it was the first day that I worked out, and it was exhausting, but I had nothing to do the rest of the day, and I thought to myself, yay, I'm going to exercise, right. and then- recover all day. Right. And and I needed to because I was so tired. But Mm -hmm. then the phone rang. Oh, God. First of all, I was so happy to just have a day of doing absolutely nothing except having to work out. Right. Um, And then the phone rang and a friend of mine was like, I need you to come over. You have to help me with an audition. You need to uh, record me and tape me and do the other voice and blah, blah, you know, Mm -hmm. be the other actor. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so tired. I don't want to do it. But I'm a good friend, and I always help her. Mm-hmm. And I do know that every time I help her, she always like does really well. And right. I want her to do really well. And even though I'm exhausted, I'm a good friend. <laughs> so I went over to her house, and I helped her. And then I was like, okay, I'm a good friend. That was nice. I'm going to yeah. go home and just chill. Right. And then the phone rang. <laughs> and it was someone like, hey, um, you're going to be on that 6 o'clock Zoom, aren't you? And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Oy. So then I had to do that. And just the one day that I thought I could just do nothing. Unplug. Just the one day think. I was just going to chill. It was like somebody kept knocking on my door. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. It's weird because on days when you have a bunch of gigantic monumental tasks, you can almost just set your mind to, well, I know I have to do these. Yeah, you can so they power don't through. Seem as, exactly. They don't seem as bad. On a day where you have, you've, Put your mind into the the mode of I'm gonna chill. I don't have anything to do today, and then suddenly, literally, if someone just like, "Hey, can you just answer?" I sent you an email. Can you? You're like, no, this is the hardest thing. Like it's because it can you, be the easiest thing. Literally yes. going to my friend's house and helping her right was not difficult. Yeah, and any other day, had we planned it in advance, I would have been like, "Be there in two seconds." Right, no big deal. Yeah, um, but it was just on a day when because I because in your mind, yeah, but I'm shutting down today. Why do I have to do this now? And it seems like, I, I, I hate that term, like the universe just has it in no, for whatever. No, no. But there, there there must be some kind of reversal of your ions or whatever the hell electricity you give off where when you do switch to chill, it must send some kind of signal up because <laughs> that's when all of the tiniest, and the people that approach you are always like, it's the easiest thing. I just need you to do one thing. I'm like, I can't. Actually. <laughs> You know what's really interesting? What? All the people who work super hard, mm-hmm. like um, one of my friends is a singer and she goes on tour. And so she's, it's insane schedule, traveling this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, singing, being tired, all the stuff. And then she's like, I'm just going to come home. And the minute she comes home, she gets sick. And it's oh, your, I do too. That's it, exactly what happens It happens to, to everybody. Because like, you get stage health when you're out there and your body's like, oh, we'll, we'll wait on this. And you then your work. body is like, hey, you just worked really hard. I'm going to make you sick so you can slow down. So you will lie the hell down. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. It does. And, you know, I've had stage health kick in and, um, and it's hard, I guess, because when, then when you come back and even the most mundane tasks, you're like, oh, you can't ask me to do this right now. I just need to sit and stare at But I'm one of those people who will drop everything to help a friend always. But you weren't happy about it. Well, today. And was- you came home not happy about it. 
Well, I was very tired, but yeah. I wanted to help her and I did do a good job. And I didn't come home not happy about it. I came home exhausted and just wanted to rest. And then right. the phone rang again, like, <laughs> we need you, we need you, we need you. Yeah. I wonder what the, um, speaking of Zooms, because I had to do a couple of quick Zooms today and I, I, I'm going out of my way to never have my, trying to not have my face on the screen and pick speaker view like you're only looking at who's speaking but even then they'll keep your little face in a box mm -hmm. and I just feel like and I don't know anything about psychology but I feel like looking at your own face while you're talking has long-term bad <laughs> mental effects and I don't know what those are yet well I do have to say you and I have been on zooms together and I have to constantly remind you, dude, you're on camera. Like, get yeah. that. You have a you have resting grump face. Yeah, I don't want to be some, there. Some people have resting bitch face, and you have resting grump face. And I don't know. If, I don't know. So if it's I have grump, to like. I have resting. I'm not into this face. No, you're. It's just the way your face is shaped. You've got that like bulldog face where you <laughs> you you, you kind of like just have a perpetual frown, and right. unless you are conscious about it. I'm like, hey, baby, turn that frown upside right. down because people are looking at you and you look like you're miserable. Yeah, that was a problem that I always had when I was a touring comedian. They would make you go do morning radio and you want to help the show and you want to promote yourself. But a lot of these morning radio shows, it was this forced fun atmosphere where it's the 6 a.m. party. It's like it's 6 a.m. on a Thursday. We're not having a party right now. This is grim and awful. And I I I guarantee you, your listeners, a lot of the commuters would actually appreciate hearing someone else who's kind of miserable and they could share their misery with rather than- No, they're up early also and they're on the road and they're getting ready for their job and not, they need to hear someone ugh. who's gonna- I remember growing up, there was a, a duo in, in Washington, D.C. called Don and Mike and they, when I would go to school- they were, they were very openly, they weren't down all the time, but the days they were in a bad mood, they would just be in a bad mood on their show. And it was so refreshing to go, oh, someone else is having a bad, because in my mind, like, they're on the radio, that's the easiest job, I gotta go to school, I hate this. And you'd hear them go, the manager wants us to do this stupid, pro I don't wanna go out there this weekend, this dumb river raft thing on the Potomac, it's, I was like, oh, that's right, everyone has bad days. It actually put me in a better mood. Knowing that other people were miserable. Yes. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't begrudge Wait, me my but grump I do, face. I do, I know you were listening to morning radio or whatever you were doing morning mm -hmm. radio. And I just, this just made me think of something. The other day I got, oh, I got, I sent you the voicemail that I got from a friend of ours. I got a voicemail uh -huh. from two friends of ours. Right. And they called and they said, it was basically like, Meredith, I am driving down to this random place that's really far away and my husband and I were like, oh God, you know, Pat and Meredith have a podcast. We're friends of theirs. We should probably listen to their podcast. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I so didn't want to listen to it, but we had to. And oh my God, it's so good. Oh, I love it. And she was so excited and so enthusiastic. Aww. And I thought, wow, that's so nice. Cause that was really genuine. It was like, clearly like, I so didn't want to do this. I was preparing for this to be like just every other boring podcast, uh -huh. but you guys made us super happy. And so she made me super happy. But then I was thinking, that happens all the time. Oh, there yeah. are things that you have to do that you do not want to do. But you do them because they're your friends. And yeah. you're hoping, desperately praying, that whatever it is that you're doing and supporting them, like if you're going to their play, right. if you're going to their movie, if you're going to go see them sing, or whatever you're going to go do for them, 
where they're like, hey, man, you got to hear my new band. And you're like, oh, it's going to suck. Right. But you pray that it's good. Yeah. Be- because the, well, because afterward, what do you say? Well, the, what the, are the things you might say? Like, oh, my God, your son's amazing on the drums. Yeah. I didn't know he could do that. Or, wow, he is strong. <laughs> he can really hit those drums. Was, those sticks, are those sticks heavy? Because he, I mean, I remember when I was starting off as a comedian for the first, like, four years, any friends or family who wanted to come see me, I would just flat out go, I don't want you watching my years of development. Leave me alone to do this. And I Why? Had, Why didn't you want them there? Because because I want to just make mistakes in a vacuum without any- Knowing any, that there's without, someone judging you. And not only that, without any indication of my past or who I was, I am trying to recreate myself to be whoever the heck I want to be. I don't need any traces of my life there while I'm up on stage. Well, just, you know, and, and I've had friends who's- um, I had a friend who was starting off and his mom would would go to all his shows and bring her friends. And I had to tell her, stop, do, you are preventing him being a comedian because his there's his mom, there's all her friends. You're coming up to talk to him after the show. He's trying to make new, leave him alone. Let him go do what he needs to do. Well, I think do. it's up to the person, but that definitely, that's how I felt too. When I was a little girl and I had to have my mom on set with me because I was underage, mm-hmm. she would be there and you know, you can either- be like right where the scene is happening and watch it being filmed or you can sit elsewhere. And there were scenes where I felt like if I caught glimpse of my mom out the corner of my eye, that it would just go, oh, hey, Meredith Salinger, that's you. And not, hey, exactly. Hey, girl in that character. Be yeah. that. So I had to say to my mom, mom, I love you so much. You cannot, I can't see yeah. you. You need to go off. And she, of yeah. course, understood. I don't need my friends from work there. Still need <laughs> wow, them. that sounded really fucked up. Well, I, was, I, I mean, do not need my friends. No, no, I mean, it's like I'm, I was working at, at a law firm. I don't need the, the the guys that I go get drunk at Bennigan's with on the weekends to come on a Tuesday night. And what, you know. you're, are you some random amateur stand-up comedian who works at Bennigan's with your accountant friends? What no. is this scenario? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying on the weekends they would go out to let's go to Bennigan's get hammered. And then but go on visit a Tuesday, Patton. I'm just like, I don't want to. The, the guys were sitting there. I just wanted my own thing. Just. Let me have my own thing. Yeah. You always want your own thing. Yeah. You're like, hey, Meredith, <laughs> I realize it's dinner time and it would be nice for me to sit with you, but eh, I've got my own thing. Bye. No, I mean, creatively. I, I know I'm what not, you mean, but yeah. I'm taking it to another level, another place here, baby. I don't do that all the time. You don't do it all the time, oh, but you definitely God. are like, oh, you, oh you're going to eat dinner my cue to leave. Bye. And I'm like, um, hi, can we just sit? And you know, people are going to really think that you and I have a terrible relationship because it's like, we don't talk to each other unless we're texting. We never get together unless it's the podcast and you don't eat with your wife. What is wrong with you? You're, you are picking some very extreme <laughs> examples and making them sound universal. And they're not. Let's, uh, let's sell some products and we'll be back. And we're back. Okay, here is a little clipping from history that I found uh, earlier this year online. Um, it's a little grim, but it's also uh, grimly funny in a karmic kind of way. Uh, so in World War II, Russians, who were fighting uh, alongside us against the Germans, trained dogs to run under tanks with time bombs on their backs. Oh, no. Anti-tank dogs. Anti-tank dogs. Anti-tank dogs. However, 
I, again, this is it, it's grim, but it's funny. Um, okay, they train dogs with time bombs on their backs uh, to run under tanks, right? Now, can you anticipate what the flaw to this plan might be once they tried it on the battlefield? That, nope, I can't. Wait, under tanks? Well, the tanks are moving. They train them to run under tanks and blow the tanks up with time bombs. Don't, can't you not run under a tank because it has those kind of wheels that well, aren't back wheels? Back then there was some that were like, they higher were a little up. high up, yeah. Well, they'd get crushed under the moving tank. Well, they would get under, no, no, no. They had room to get, they had room to get under the tank. Oh, I don't know. Here was the problem. The Russians trained the dogs on Russian tanks. So when they set the dogs free on the <gasps> battlefield, the dogs turned around and started blowing up the Russian tanks. Amazing. Instead of the German tanks. Brilliant. Which now. Oh no, not good back then. Well, well Bad back then, but good now. Here's the thing. That, that, that I'm so conflicted <laughs> by that story because yes, the dogs, I guess, got karma because it's a cruel thing to do to a dog. Oh However, my God, and then they blow up. Well, that's the, yes. they. That's were, horrible. It's horrible. And so, yeah, but part of you is going well. But the dog, but, but these- No, nothing, these, no part of me is doing anything. I'm devastated. I part hate. of me was, the part of me was, again, karmically happy that, well, these cruel people that were bl- training dogs to blow up tanks, they're watching their tanks get, getting blown up. But the other bad thing is it's benefiting the Nazis because they, these dogs are supposed to be blowing up Nazi tanks and they're blowing up the Russian tanks. Right, unfortunately. It was, unfortunately. So everything was bad. Dogs died and our allies at the time died. Yes, exactly. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. I mean, I guess there's karma in that. Well, where's the karma? The karma is that the people that did, the people that must have done that training program were either punished or executed. Well, or you don't know like that. that. Maybe they got no karma. How do you know? There's no- I hope, that, I'm hoping that they did. But you just said it like as if, well, there's karma in that. You didn't, there was what? Well, maybe the, because but then you, they Now it's the, all hypothetical. I'm going to fight you, man. It is hypothetical. Right. But you know what? What? But okay, let's somehow, make a fantasy about it. How about this? What? Okay. All those Russians that did mm-hmm. that, right? Were alive today? Are still were alive? I don't know what I'm saying. There's somewhere. Where was Chernobyl? Oh God, that was in Russia. That right. was during the so early eighties. Those right. So the guys who trained those dogs ended up being working. You know, they're good at training. Or people. just living in Chernobyl. They they were working at the Chernobyl site and they got Chernobyled. <laughs> Chernobyl. Well, what are you going to call it? They got radiated to a pulp. I don't wow. know. They that that would have been so cool if during- Their skin during, melted off like tra- Raiders of the Lost Ark. If during Chernobyl, Jared Harris- You got Chernobyl. You've been chernobyl Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, so, but again, it's one of those, I, I just, even if the animal dies, if someone is being cruel to an animal and somehow that- backfires on them and cost them somehow it like that. I just cannot stand anyone being cruel to an animal. It drives me insane. Me too. I can't take it. How is it that we are okay when something terrible happens to a person, but not okay when something happens to it? Cause they're innocent. That's why, because they're innocent. They've well, done nothing truly wrong. I mean, and, also, and they're just full of love. Also because people have legs and opposable thumbs, like they still have a, a form of agency. A lot of times animals don't have agency. Well, they don't. They're trapped or they're, you know, so yeah, you don't want, that would be the, that would be like if Pixar really went dark and they did the, no. the Russian time bomb no. dog movie. And called Balto. Balto, Russian. yeah. <laughs> and then they, and it's like these, who would be, who would be the voice of, of the time, of Balto, of, well, of there the, was a movie called Balto. This guy, he would call, be called Chabornik. Chabornik the bomb dog. <laughs> well, it would be Jared Harris. It would be Jared Harris or it would be Adam Driver. He'd be the voice 
of the dog who realizes oh, that yeah. I got to find a way to get this time bomb off of me. And he, you know, what's he, is he in love with another dog who spurns him because she's a faster runner? So she's more valuable as an anti tank dog. You guys, dog, this is how movies to, get made. This is how you they just, happen. That's how they happen. You just sit there and you just riff on ridiculous things. And you're like, what if mm-hmm. there was a girl and she's from the ocean and she's a mermaid. And then she comes out and she can have legs on land. Yeah. She walks by Madison Avenue. She calls herself Madison because she's like, what should my name be? Madison. It's a good thing you weren't on 149th Street. You, you guys know, the, know that line? You know, yeah, yes. You know, you know, the story behind that script was right after uh, Stripes got made, PJ Souls was walking across the, I think the Warner lot. And this young PA came up to her and he goes, I've just spent all my money to option this script. And I'd love it if you and Bill Murray starred in it. Um, you know, you'd be great in this movie. So she went to lunch with Bill Murray at the Hamburger Hamlet in Burbank and gave him this comedy script. And this was when he wanted to move into dramas. He very famously did. The only reason he did Ghostbusters was so that they would finance the Razor's Edge, his drama movie. Oh. And he took the script and just like threw it on the floor <gasps> and said, I don't do comedies anymore, PJ. Okay, and that script, there's no way in hell that PJ, his friend, handed in a script and he threw it on the ground. That's, this that is the story would never that she happen. told. And the script that he threw on the ground was Splash. And that was Brian Grazier's first project. He, he had optioned that script. He was working like on the lot and he tried to get her to do it with Bill Murray. Would have been different. Would have been different. I still, look, I love Tom Hanks, but Roger Ebert wrote an amazing review of Splash. And it, I think he agreed. I think Pauline Kael said this. Splash would have been an even better movie if the person who fell in love with Daryl Hannah was John Candy and Tom Hanks was the goofy brother. But it's this big, bulky, awkward, mm. landlubber, John Candy in love with the mermaid. That would have made it an even more amazing film. I, I disagree. I think that would have been incredible. It would have been a different way to go. Because, God, John Candy is so good in that movie. Yeah, but so is Tom He's Hanks. so good in that Everybody's movie. good in that movie. Especially oh. Eugene Levy. Oh, what a week I'm having. <laughs> I God, love him so, so much. he's so good. I love him. Yeah. So anyway, that's a, oh my God, you know what that was? It was Patton's Rabbit Hole. That was Patton's Rabbit Hole. Patton's Rabbit Hole. You I don't, don't know. need to sing it. They're going to do the sting. I know, but I just feel like singing it. <laughs> Patton's Rabbit Hole. I don't even think that's how I do sing it. You go, and that was Patton's Rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Oh, yeah. And then you go, ugh. Oh. Because you're sick of it. Well, let's hear it. And that is Patton's Rabbit Hole. Ah. Well, just, no. Cut Shh. all this part out. Just no, drop no, that in. No, no, don't cut that part. This is funny part. That was funny. No, it's so Let's meta. not argue about what's funny. The snake is eating its own tail You're at this point. You're eating your own tail. Hey, let's take a break and we'll come right back. We're back. So something happened the other day that seemed innocuous at the time and then got real sinister. So I'm going to tell you what happened. (laughs) This, uh, the other day. Yes, I'm listening. uh, Somebody rang our doorbell Mm -hmm. and I opened the door. Okay. And it was this cute boy. Right. He's probably 23. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was wearing like a professional shirt mm-hmm. with the name of a company. A logo on a it. A logo on it from a company. Right. And he was holding a iPad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, my name's Trent. And 
I do environmental exterminating. Environmentally ethical extermination. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I said, can I have your card? And he's like, well, I don't have a card. I go, oh, do you have a brochure or something I could look at? And he's like, no, they haven't given us those yet. And I was like, hmm. And I was starting to get a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> no, I think the viewers got that. I know they did. Yeah. And our by the way, they're are, not they're not viewers, boo. They're listeners. Well, our listeners are. Well, but you know what? They're viewing us in their minds. It's theater of the mind, man. They see us. <laughs> I know they see us. They do. Anyway. And they're very hip. Because you had this iPad with like the information on the sure. iPad. Yeah. And I was like, well, since you don't have a brochure, can I mm-hmm. take a picture of your iPad? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I took a picture of the iPad, but I also took a picture of him. Smart. Because I was like, this is smart. suspicious. There you go. Right? That's some De Niro and Ronan action right there. I love it. I'm like a detective. Mm. Anyway, so I did that and um, thought nothing of it. We already Mm. have an exterminating company and whatever. The guy came by and I was like, well. Thanks. I'll check your website out. Thanks Thanks for coming by. I'll check your website. So whatever, I didn't. Because why should I? Because I already have a company and I don't need that. Yeah. And then the next day, you (laughs) got the doorbell ring Mm -hmm. and you looked at the security camera and you're like, there's two dudes outside. Um, They say they know you. Well, I buzzed them in because they seemed innocuous enough. It was, again, very professional, I guess. One guy. Well, one guy. One one guy guy looked like a clean cut Clark Kent dude. And the other guy looked like a surfer dude. Looked like a total Hesher. Yeah, he had long, not that, you know, but he would look like full-blown smoker dude, like and a also, full his, stoner. His demeanor was very- And he was on a hoverboard. He was on one on of the- It was on one of those roly-poly thingies. Right. Yes, it's a, I don't know what it's called, but it is one of those things. It's like a Segway with no right. handle. And and his his vibe was very- Sketchy. Hey, I, wait, and, and, and then we, they go, we talked to your wife and she said she was really interested in this service. I'm like, well, I mean, I said- She'll check out the website. I don't know anything about anyway, this. Anyway, you and, sent them along their way. Right, yeah. And then the next day, again, he rang our flipping doorbell. And I'm thinking, why is he coming three times in a row? Yeah, he left the info. He, he You're done. But he didn't actually leave well, the info because there was no info to leave. And there was no uh, calling card or whatever mm-hmm. you call this, business card. And there was no truck and there was no nothing. And he's like, uh, oh, you know, your neighbor, your neighbor next door uses us. Okay. So then I'm minding my own beeswax mm-hmm. as I do. <laughs> <laughs> as you completely as never do. Yeah. Like, guys, they completely don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everybody across the United States of America has heard of the app next door. Or is on a version of, there's a lot of different versions, oh, but well, that's anyway, same, yeah, community. It's a community app bulletin that, board thing. yeah, it's like, oh, I have a lost cat. Have you seen it? Or, hey, there's some suspicious activity. Have you noticed? And they give you alerts. So I only signed up for the lost cat thing mm-hmm. and for the suspicious activity thing. Right. Like you can sign up for like, hey, does anyone have a mountain bike I can borrow? Mm-hmm. But I don't do that. Right. Um, and on the next door thing, it was like, hey, suspicious activity. There's a guy keeps knocking on my door about, and I was like, oh my God, that's the guy. That's who he's talking about. Uh-huh. And then I looked and there's like 25 comments under it from other people going, yeah, that dude came to my house. Oh, he looked really sketchy. He was on a hoverboard. And everybody is writing. No, and they're like, don't let this guy in. He seems super sketchy. And then one person was like, I let him in. 
I, I didn't let him in, but I let him, you know, through the gate and was talking to him and he kept going on and on about how my neighbor uses him. And this is like not our same street. This is like right. a whole other area, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they described the guy. And so I was like, I think I need to call the Better Business Bureau. No, so I looked online and I looked up the company and there's a website. And I was like, hmm, there's a website. And then Alice was like, I can make a website in two Anyone seconds. Anyone can make a website. Anyone can make a website yeah. to look legit. Right. So I called the number of on the website and I was going to, but there was no answer. Right. So I hung up. Mm-hmm. And then today, mm-hmm. you called our the phone better- rang. Oh. Our phone rang. Mm-hmm. And I answered it and it was like, Hi, I'm calling from this company. Mm-hmm. You called me. And I was like, I didn't leave a freaking message. How does she know? And how does she know your number? Well, clearly the number came up on a, uh, got, someone dialed that oh, number and she could God. see who called. Okay. So now I'm like, is oh, that- oh, that, okay, never mind. Yeah. Right? Callers, caller ID. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so she called me and I was like, yeah, hey, lady, um, you're sending these randos out. It's all over next door. Everyone's suspicious of them. It's pretty terrible. Why don't they have business cards? And why don't they have a brochure? And why is there no truck? And I'm so sorry you had that bad experience. Um, and I and I was like, yeah, you better tell those. You're, they're creeping out everybody. And so, I heard that part of the conversation. Like, yeah. cre- you're creeping everyone out. <laughs> you're creeping everyone out, lady. Yeah. Whatever. I was like, anyway, just take me off. Do not call me again. I'm not going to use your service. Right, right. And then I was like, this is real suspicious. Mm -hmm. So then I did look it up on the Better Business Bureau. Uh And lo and behold, there's like 15,000 complaints against this company. (laughs) And they like settled. They did. I don't know what, but it's a full-blown scam. Well, here's... uh I'm not defending the company. And I have the guy's picture and I did put it up because everybody's like, you know, someone stole packages off someone's right, thing right. the other day. And they're like, this guy stole packages. Look for him. Right, or, right, right. You know, and so I put his little picture up and yeah. Here, okay. Here's, here's my, what here's, I'm not defending the company. I am saying if they truly are a real company and, an, and not only a real company, but think of the kind of company that they say well, they, they are. They say they're environmental. Well, they say that they are an environmentally, ethical pest control company, which to me equals hippies. So no, they that's have not that, true. But what I'm saying is no, if they, they, they have care. that if they, they have care. that very green earth mentality, then then they're probably like, we don't need to make business cards because that just ruins no. trees. Disagree, man. disagree. We don't need so in a weird way, because they're trying to be so down to earth. Nope. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm saying this could be, this is on the, if, if you're trying to think the best of everyone, they are ruining, they are ruining what could be a legitimate business by being so sketchy and spacey. And by the way, when you do go to someone and they go, may I have your business card? And you're like, well, we don't really like, don't have this weird spacey demeanor. First of all, the guy that came, the, the Clark Kent looking dude was mm-hmm. not weird or spacey. He the was, other dude was. The other dude was. Very spacey And what and was weird. he doing? He wasn't holding any information. No, 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 he was just was skateboarding doing. along with yeah. his friend. What was that about? I don't know. Anyway, it was an odd pairing and certainly um, a bit terrifying considering why did he come back like three times? Three times, yeah. Like well, what? then you, you, you went right to, they're casing the place out. Well, yes, but everybody else on next door was like, this dude's coming. They're, they're definitely casing. Right, I, I, right. It looks like they're going up and knocking to see if anyone answers. They're definitely casing. Yeah. <sighs> it was well, scary. The, 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 here's the thing though. The fact that you called them and then they called you and you made such a stink. If they, I made if a that's stink to Carol. 
But but what I'm saying is, if if, if this is part of an organization that robs houses, then they're like, skip that one. They're busybodies. There'll always be someone there. It's not worth it. Right. They're waiting. They're waiting for people like, we, we rang them. No one answered. This they is don't what care. I think. You know. I think it's a fake website and there's a number that you call yeah. and they never answer the number. They just collect the numbers to see if someone wants their oh. business. And then they go, okay, let's call this number back. And they get their girlfriend to be like, hi, I, you called. And they're really nice. And you're like, listen, lady. Or you're like, hey, that sounds really great. When can I schedule an appointment? Because a lot of the things on the Better Business Bureau said that they scheduled appointments and they never showed up or that they scheduled oh. and then they came, but they were like really weird and they wanted to collect payment. Listen, it's a freaking scam. It's a scam. Yeah. Okay. Then it's a scam. Anyway, the boy was very cute. He could get a better job. I don't know why he's scamming yeah, it up. It's really weird. His, his, his friend is right in the, in his friend, however, is in the profession he should be in. He yeah. should be a I'm sketchy just... scammer, dude. You <laughs> yeah. found it, dude. You yeah, found yeah. your niche. Yeah. That's his thing. Go creep out homeowners. Although it is those guys that look like they're perfectly put together. That, that are the true. ones that are the scariest. Mm-hmm. The Ted Bundys. The Jeffrey Dahmers. They all look the same. It's always the white men who are the terrorists. It's horrible. Yeah. All right. That was my generalization for the day. (laughs) Well, let's do, before we say goodbye, can we leave you with some suggestions of ways to spend your time, things that are worth- Pat Oswald, I would love a recommendation from you. You are a very uh, schooled person on (laughs) film and literature, and any recommendation you might have for us to enjoy our evenings would be great. Now it's time for Did You Get Our Picks? Tell you what we like, what we really, really like. Yeah, tell me what you like, what you really, really like. (laughs) Okay, first off, I'm going to recommend two films. One from last year. Can't believe I missed it. We just now saw it. Well, we saw it a couple weeks ago. Uh, A Danish film, Riders of Justice. Oh my God, everybody out there, you must watch this movie. It is a recommendation that I too recommend. It is directed by Anders Thomas Jensen. It stars... Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Le Chiffre, Hannibal Lecter himself. It is so fantastic. It's so good. And it, it, and it tricks you because it seems like it's going to be this revenge movie with action and everything. It starts off like every Liam Neeson film you've ever seen. But. And then it takes turns, none of which, by the way, it's not taking turns just to take turns. They all are logical based on human behavior and, and the characters that they draw. And it is a fascinating film with with a lot of action and violence, yes. but not in the way you think it's going to come. No, and every character is so flushed out oh and interesting God. and intricate and odd and different and nothing you've seen before. Yeah. And it's like the most heartfelt friendship movie. But um, oh my God, yeah. It's such a good movie. Please, you guys, please go see it. And then please- Tell us your thoughts about it. And also recommend it to your friends because it's so interesting and cool. Yeah, try to make it like a crazy viral hit. That would be nice because this director We're not is, in it. We have nothing to do with no, it. It's just it's awesome. It's so good. Um, on the other end of, of that recommendation, uh, currently on Shudder, is a film from the early 70s uh, called Messiah of Evil. Did I uh, walk in on that when I, you were watching that? How you come that? in to watch? There's a scene set at a Ralph's in the early 70s oh where a woman- um, who you, uh, this actress who you might remember from the very opening scene of The Longest Yard, she gets into a fight with Burt Reynolds before he goes to jail. Gorgeous, seven, like, she literally looked like the the epitome of, like, hot 70s You know woman. what's interesting? On our last oh. podcast, we talked about the Aspen commercial with these two people yes. that looked like beautiful 1970s people, oh. and this woman is one of those people. Just oh gorgeous 70s. God. Cool. 
So good. Um, it's called Messiah of Evil, shot in the early 70s, mostly shot out in Malibu. Um, so you get to see a lot. I was there. I was there. I was born in Malibu in 1970. I was there. And, and a couple of the houses that are used in the film, I think, are near where you grow up. They're, they're right in the Malibu community. Yeah, man. So they're there. And um, the uh, movie uh, was directed and written by Gloria Katz and Willard Hyuk, H-U-Y-C-K. Uh, this couple later went on uh, to direct Howard the Duck. Oh! Uh, for Howard George Lucas, yeah. So that, but their start was this film, Messiah of Evil. It's so good, and it is wait a so second. Gorgeous. Wait a second. Wait a second. What you thought the movie was so good? I thought it, it's fantastic. What? It's really creepy. It reminds me if any it's other scary guys. If you like scary movies, it's well, it's, it's creepy, it, scary. Yeah, it's not like and jump out also, of your seats. It's unsettling. But the it, whole it's, thing. it is unsettling. But is it that good? Yes. It just looks cool because it's from the, the 70s. There were sequences. No, there are sequences that are so gorgeously lit and okay. shot. I Especially saw- a scene, there's a zombie attack in a movie theater. Well, you now you've is, ruined it for everybody. No, no, no. Because, they again, they don't set it up the way you think it's going to happen. It's so creepy. Okay. Mm. I only saw a portion of this movie. You saw, you saw the uh, zombie attack in Ralph's. Yeah, that was cool. That was well done. And then back in the like lounging, you know, when the 70s oh, guy's lounging fantastic. with his cool white pants, but no shirt. It's very 70s. It looks like a 70s porn, I really. I love it. I love it. I've, I don't watch porn, but in the seven, it looks like it could have been a 70s porn. If you like movies like Carnival of Souls and Let's Scare Jessica to Death, these moody, um, creepy uh, kind of um, ghost story kind of things. You will love Messiah of Evil. I can't believe I haven't seen it till now. Okay, well, I wouldn't recommend it like go see it, but you would. I will. I would and I am. Okay, I recommend the other one as well with you, but you know what else <sighs> I recommend? What? Currently, there is a show Oh. called White Lotus. The White Lotus. Directed by and created by Mike White, who's brilliant, who did School of Rock and Enlightenment and a million other things. He's probably- Enlightened. Oh, did, yeah, Enlightened, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Enlightened. He's been great from the get-go. His first movie, Chuck and Buck, is fantastic. He's one of the most interesting, creative, yeah. fabulous, unique voices in filmmaking. And this is a wonderful, odd, and strange, just like everything he does, yeah. um, TV show. And what is it on? It's on HBO Max, Sunday night. It's only six episodes. Uh, I it's think only six? It's only six, that's it. So that, well, how many do we have left? We have two more left. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I don't like that. The old, My only criticism of the show, what? actually, it's not my criticism of the show, it's my criticism of reality. You get to see god-awful rich people in torment and kind of getting their comeuppance, and it's fun to watch, and then you have to go back to real life where that never happens. The, the people that, the kind of people that these people are, in real life, never get this kind of comeuppance, never have this kind of torment, and oh my God. they really need to be. You and because, I are boy. very much on different wavelengths right Why? now. Because I don't think that these are like crazy rich people who deserve to have some sort of comeuppance. Some of them do. No, I just think that they're people going through what they're going through, and everyone has their own experience, and it has nothing to do the with rich, their- the, the, the dude in the young married couple- Okay, the, fine, you're he's right. He's horrible. Okay, stop. I agree with you. Horrible. I've changed my mind. You're right. And the two teenage daughters are horrible. They're the most hideous. Horrible. Okay, I love you so much. And by the way, brilliant actors. Everybody's amazing in the show. Brilliant actors because they're so. Wow, isn't it nice to have someone who disagrees with you and then totally agrees with you two seconds later? Yeah. 
it feels good. Okay, um, <laughs> music-wise, um, I, I know that I've talked about this group before, not on the show, but uh, my my uh, my planet uh, currently uh, orbits the sun called Bleached. There's a band called Bleached. Uh, their album that came out, um, I believe, two years ago, Don't You Think You've Had Enough. Uh, they have two other albums. Um, Why do you like it? They're just, it's the catchiest poppiest kind of early it, it's everything it's kind of new wave i played you some of their stuff when we were um driving alice to camp we um i was playing you were like oh i kind of like this oh stuff. yeah i did very like very catchy um it's two sisters it felt kind of 90s yeah 90s but then they'll suddenly have like these little like a little new wave sting and then a kind of a disco sting and then like a grunge sting it's everything they do in my opinion is fantastic and um the 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 lead singer songwriter Jennifer Clavin is one of the best songwriters going right now. Get anything by the band Bleached. I'm a I'm a fan. So. I mean, if you're gonna do a musical recommendation, <clears throat> then bleached. I feel like I want to do a musical recommendation. Please go ahead. You guys, are you listening to our podcast? Are you listening <laughs> to the mm, the theme to our podcast? Is by my one of my favorite musicians, who happens to be a friend of mine mm-hmm. and an incredible songwriter, mm-hmm. Kobe Brown, and he has a few records, and they're amazing. We have talked him up on this show before, and we're talking him up now. He's great. Yep. Look out, look for Kobe Brown stuff. It's all good and catchy and it will make you happy. Yeah. Hey, do you read comic books? Because I have a really good recommendation for two new comics. I always take chances on new writers, new artists, and the two that I'm really digging, there's a horror comic called Bunny Mask by Paul Tobin, illustrated by Andrea Muti. Andrea Muti uh, did Maniac of New York. It. I'm not going to tell you what the plot is. It's so creepy. I'm going to leave it at that. Beautifully done. Bunny mask. The other one, The Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton uh, by Kyle Starks and Chris Schweitzer. A hilarious murder mystery um, comic about a washed up and hated, universally hated TV star from the 70s and 80s who dies. And the six now grown up uh, child actors who played his various sidekicks in movies and TV shows all of whom's career he ruined are trying to figure out who killed him. Everyone wanted to kill this guy, so it's this weird mystery. But I want to read that last tied one. Up. It's so funny. The last one sounds good. It's fantastic. And then, um, hey, I've got a recommendation for a book. You guys still read books, don't you? <laughs> I do. Uh, I just finished a uh, collection of short stories by the late, great Dennis Johnson. It's called Largesse of the Sea Maiden, including his last short story he ever wrote called Triumph Over the Grave with one of the best last lines I've ever read in a short story. It's up there with James Joyce's The Dead in terms of you finish a story and the last line punches you in the chest. Largesse of the Sea Maiden. Get it. Dennis Johnson. You are very intelligent and know so much about everything. And I I just read a lot of stuff. I'm just saying, I trust your recommendations. Thank you. Except for the scary ones. Well, you should, if you don't like scary stuff, then don't read bunny mask because it's really scary. Well, I like the idea of wearing a bunny mask. (laughs) Not not the way they do it in this comic. I like putting bunny ears on and a little nose and some whiskers Mm. and hopping around being cute. Yeah, maybe don't read this book. All right. um, Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. This was a... Pleasant sit down. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will see you uh, next week. Uh, we'll have more stories, more texts, and more recommendations. And by the way, you. you guys did um, some really cool voicemails for us on <laughs> yeah. our speak pipe that we really liked and that we played um, in our last few episodes. And we would love it if you would keep leaving us messages so we can address all the interesting things you have to say. Keep those cards and letters coming. We love to hear from you. 
All right then. Have a lovely day, mate. <laughs> Good day, Governor. Good day, Governor. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Starburns Audio. A podcast. A podcast network.